Welcome to State of the Nonprofits. I'm your host, Autumn Vest, Executive Director of MSS. Nonprofits are the heart of any community, and here in the Permian Basin, it's no different. This podcast is designed for people who want to make our community better. The ones who work in nonprofits, serve in nonprofits, or the ones who are just beginning to seek out a way to make life better for others. This is where we'll talk about the challenges and hurdles facing our nonprofits and the people we serve. We hope to discover and share some incredible stories of impact and success. So today I'm excited because being a part of the nonprofit sector is all about relationships. It's relationships with clients, other nonprofits, funders, donors. But there's another important relationship that sometimes we just don't know where to begin building. And that's the relationship with the media, newspapers, radio, local television. They all play a big role in helping nonprofits tell their story. So here to visit with me today is Craig Stoker, known by some as Mr. Media, others communications and PR for the West Texas Food Bank. And according to his card, he's the media guy. That's it. So welcome, Craig. Thanks for coming to the studio today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. So I think what you do is super fun. Well, absolutely. I have really just kind of made not necessarily a game out of it, but you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I get to be kind of out and about in the relationship building. That's, that's what I'm doing every day. Yeah. Well, so you're doing that for the West Texas Food Bank. So tell me a little bit about the food bank for those who might not know exactly what West Texas Food Bank does, because it's huge. Yeah. So our our initial conversation, you said I could have three hours. So here we go. (laughs) The West Texas Food Bank is one of the largest nonprofits um, in the Permian Basin. Uh, We serve 19 counties. It's about 34,000 square miles of West Texas. The state of Maine is just under 35,000 square miles. So we, we've kind of got our whole own state that we deal with. We are a hunger relief organization. So we are working to make sure that all of our neighbors have food on their tables. We want to make sure that the kiddos are have a full belly to, to learn in school. And we want to make sure that grandma and grandpa are not having to skimp on their meals uh, living out here on a fixed income. So we do that through a network of partner agencies. At last count, we were at about 144. And that includes pantries that you may know, you know, if you're you're hanging out in Midland, you probably know the Jubilee Center. Yeah. If you're in Odessa, you've got Catholic Charities. Uh, Breaking Bread is a great partner of ours. So that may be a little different than a pantry uh, kind of prepared stuff. We're working with people who are on the front lines of hunger. They're the ones that are that are getting the food out to the people who are in need. Um, we partner with with churches and faith-based organizations. We have great relationships with the ISDs, uh, with our, our Food to Kids programming, which covers zero to 18. We've got a formula pantry. We've got the backpack program, which everybody knows. We've got school pantries. Uh, just had a conversation today with some friends over at the Texas Tech Health Science Center. Uh, that we're going to beef up their pantry. So the name of my game is relationships. I uh, alone, and, and I say I embodying the food bank, but we cannot do that alone. I started in 2015. Uh, we were just moving into our new building. We had just had our biggest year ever distributing 3.5 million pounds of food. We made good use of our new facilities, a great new distribution center and a, a new volunteer center. We had our busiest year ever and pumped out about six and a half million pounds of food. And then we had a global pandemic. And last year we did 13 million. Amazing. So It's amazing, though, <laughs> what that team at the food bank is doing yes. to create huge huge impact in our in our whole region. Yeah. So your piece of that pie is a pretty big piece that you are the one that's out there telling the story. 
Yeah. So, you know, it was a position that was created. Um, I had come on board with the food bank through Food to Kids. I was the executive director of Food to Kids. It needed uh, more love and attention than than we could give it as a, a standalone organization. So we folded it into the food bank and that left me a lot of free time. So I started tinkering around with our website and started doing our social media. And even in my role with Food to Kids, when, when I started, they were having trouble getting volunteers. Mm-hmm. And the easiest, the, the light bulb went off that the easiest way to do this is to call my friend Jay Hendricks over at CBS 7 and say, help. And what a he, great friend to have. <laughs> well, uh, his his father-in-law was my pediatrician. So I have ah, known Jay my entire life. There you go. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's those relationships. And um, so he uh, sent over a reporter and we did a whole story on Food to Kids. And we went from having about 15 to 20 volunteers to 100. Amazing. So it made a lot of sense that, oh, hey, you know, this is a a powerful medium. Facebook um, at the time, you know, it it was just Facebook. That was, you know, eight years ago, it was a little different out there in the social media landscape. And time flies, doesn't it? (laughs) So you could really, you could really learn those things. And um, our development director, uh, they moved to Dallas and Libby Campbell, who's our executive director, split the development department um, into a position for a grant writer mm-hmm. and a position for media. And I, although I can write, grant writing is not my strong suit. So since I had a little bit of journalism, public relations background, I took over media and we were kind of off to the races. <laughs> there you go. So that's there's been times it does feel like a race because I have seen or read a story about the West Texas Food Bank almost every day, five days straight. Mm-hmm. There's been times that that's happened. How do you, what's your secret? How do you make something like that happen? So, you know, it, it's, uh, I, uh, we did a great food drive with um, our friends at CBS 7 and United. We did the peanut butter drive last year to kick off um, Hunger Action Month, which mm-hmm. is September. And I was at the studio all day filming. We started on the morning show and, and went through the six o'clock. Uh, by that time, they had it all recorded. And I didn't have to do anything live. But at a certain point, Tom Teverteller walked out. Yeah. And he is uh, such a great guy. He's a, a, a board member for the Red Cross. And he came over and just said uh, something to the effect of, you know, you do such a great job for the food bank. And I, I looked at him and I said, you know, I, I, I don't do anything special. And he just stopped me and he said, no, but you do. It made me kind of realize that what we're able to do at the food bank that, that makes, sets us apart is that they have me. And the food bank is able to fund a, a full-time position to yeah. do these things because any of you listening, I'm assuming we're going to hit a lot of nonprofit people. Yeah. But um, as most of you know, we all wear five, six, seven hats. And if you're the executive director and you've got to be writing grants and it's grant season and you also need to put out a press release and then be available for interviews, it's just near impossible. It's tough. It is tough. And so that's kind of the secret behind it is that availability. And I don't want to say being good at it, but being good at it, you've got to. And this past weekend, we had empty bowls. And um, one of the reporters from CBS 7, again, we do a lot of CBS 7. (laughs) Yeah, they're all great, Uh, though. They're all, you know, they they all turn up. But but she and I were visiting um, and... And afterwards, I sat down with them to to enjoy their soup. And she said, you know, we were just talking about how easy it is to work with you because you know what we need. You give it to us and you're always available. 
And that's really the secret. You just need to know the story well enough to tell it in kind of bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be able to give that good interview. You need to be able to talk about your mission. And really, you need to be able to be available anytime they need it. Because when they call you, they're already behind. Yeah. They're already behind on a deadline. They're already behind at filing the story. You know, whatever the the pieces are that, that make it come together. So to be able to say, you know, hey, I can meet you in 20 minutes in the warehouse. What story are we doing? Let's go. And and that's also been a second part of it. You probably can recognize, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way because this, this helps me an awful lot, but we're a good training ground for the kids who have just come out of journalism Oh my school. gosh, I literally just had this conversation. <laughs> and the reason we are is because we're a smaller market. So they get all of this experience out here and they are, they're all under two-year contracts. So mm-hmm. um, they're they're in and out. And and so that's why the, the relationship business is a little hard with them. But, you know, the, the news directors are kind of here to stay. Yeah. And and that, that's who I kind of keep a relationship with. And if you're good at this, it makes it so easy for the kids who are just coming out of school. I, I always tell them, I say, here's my card. Here's my number. If you ever run out of something to talk about, call me. Because every single day, everybody you see on TV has sat in a, a meeting and pitched a story. Mm-hmm. They have to pitch a story every single day. That availability, again, is... Hey, if you run out of something to talk about, I got a hundred things we can talk about. We can talk about food. We can talk about gardening. We can talk about nutrition. So that availability piece is, is really that kind of magic. And, and, and that's how, that's how we've done it. Yeah. Well, I think that you have said so much. I want to unpack a couple of <laughs> things. So I think just to backpedal a little bit in the conversation, when you've got these nonprofits who we can't all afford a Mr. Media, we can't all afford right. a media guy. So for the person who's a hat rack, they have the ED hat, they have the, you know, podcast host hat, whatever those things are. How do they get started building those relationships so that they can tell that story? Well, I, I think start with what you know. And one of the most accessible ways that we all have is Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, Instagram to an extent and Twitter. Our social media campaign tends to stay more on Facebook because I understand it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm of that age, I guess, that I'm not cool enough to be on Instagram or Snapchat. That's or... okay. I'm of the same age, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, there are uh, others. Libby just rails on me to keep on Instagram because she got off of Facebook. And so, you know, I, I have to remind her that just because she doesn't see it doesn't mean it's not there. We're, <laughs> we're out there. Um, but I think starting with what you know, like with me, I, I called Jay and um, all four stations have a generic news email. Mm-hmm. So do the two newspapers. And when you email that, it goes to every single reporter in that in that newsroom. And so more than likely, you're going to get somebody to, to pick up on that call because, again, every one of them has to file a story every single day. So I, I think that's uh, the, the easiest way to get started. And then really just building your, your, I don't want to say personality, that may not be the right word, but, you know, I've always tried to treat the food bank as that friend you want to check up on. 
Yeah. And and that's been kind of its its personality through social media is, you know, I want I want you to to be interested in what we're doing. I want you to, what's the food, what's the food bank up to today? And and so I I had heard in a in a conference years ago that that through through Feeding America they have three personas and and one is kind of the the high school age college kid, um, one is one is mom and one is one is the aunt Susie, <laughs> and so they always are are trying every message they put out speaks to one of those people and social media is is an absolute full-time job in and of itself it's a monster (laughs) it is an absolute monster we're going through trying to grow our own social media mss and I, i see it every day if you're able to just set aside the time i I, you know if if you are in the middle of writing a grant and they call i mean literally takes five minutes yeah they come out I mean, it takes them longer to set up the camera than it does to get the the sound because your story is only going to be 90 seconds and they chop that interview up to whatever. So, you know, that's that's the other good piece to remember is you got to give it good and quick. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you only have so much time. So, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot of times from nonprofits is, uh, well, I'm not one of those nonprofits that the media wants to talk to. I'm not the West Texas Food Bank. I'm not the one that they yeah. call. And I, I think some of that is a little bit, again, it's relationship building. They don't know who they don't know. So how can we help the media, CBS, KMID, all those different stations know who we are so that they call us when they have a slow day? Well, it's, it's again, finding that personality. I think if you really look at your mission and, and really who you're trying to reach, you're always going to be able to find the story of that client that you've helped regardless of, of the circumstance. Yeah. And if you can tell that story... If you can figure out how to how to make that into a, a, a story, then then you've got it. Even looking at at what MSS does, you know. Yeah, it, we're a nonprofit that does back office services for other nonprofits. <laughs> Yikes! But I can figure that out. You can. You, know, you can figure it out. You can, and that's one of the things that we've at MSS really spent the last couple of years on is developing our story. And it's not easy, but you're right. Everybody does have that thing that they do that only they do really well right. and and being able to be passionate about that i think sometimes well, i was just about to say that i i think that within each of our organizations you're going to find that people aren't doing this for fun. We're passionate about our missions. There's a reason we're in the roles that we're in and and serving the clients we serve is because we have a heart uh, for that mission where we have um, goals uh, through that mission. And, and you know, I, I said even today, we want to work ourselves out of a job. You know, even if I feed every hungry person in the 19 counties we serve, I still want to run the gardens. I still want to run our nutrition program. I can teach you how to grow your own food and eat better. There's always something. And as long as you can find that and, and craft it into that, that easily digestible message, yeah, you got it. Well, and I think that is such an incredible message, especially for those who are trying to just reach out and start having those conversations so that they can get to know the media. And let me tell you this, this was something that was given to me at um, NELC. So through the nonprofit management center, um, Renee Earls, who is now the the president CEO of the Odessa Chamber of Commerce spoke. She said that um, food is a great entry tool. And if MSS needs the news to start thinking about them, y'all should send a box of sandwiches with a nice MSS sticker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, set up a little table and have some Cokes and, you know, a little snack bag or something for them just to grab on the way out. 
you know, if, if I make them come to something early in the morning, I always run by and get breakfast burritos and, um, you know, some, t- I've, I've quit teasing them. I, I used to put it in the email, like I'm going to run to Jamburito. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. No, you, they, they, they now they expect you. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I think that's great because especially these are young people who a lot of cases are just getting started in their career. We all know what that was like financially. And let's be honest though, too, the best way to somebody's heart is through their stomach, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's really just not being afraid of the media. They're not the big right. monsters that I, sometimes they get made out to be. Yeah. From my side, I see it so much that when the camera comes out, people scatter. I think it is definitely understanding and, and, and trusting that that what you're giving them is going to be used appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be used uh, to tell your story in in that positive way that you're trying to do, um, and and that it it is an important tool that that we all need because. It, it, even in the pandemic, like I, I remember saying everybody's role in the food bank changed and and mine was one of the last to change because I, I being on the development side, our stories were to get people to fundraisers, to raise money, to be aware of those kinds of things. Um, it was always a cultivation type tool. Uh, but then when pandemic hit and I'm starting to watch the emails come in off the website and yeah. Facebook messages, we had to switch the narrative. We had to tell people how to use the food bank. We joined the, the, the throngs of media stories showing cars in line. And it's been a almost two years that that's been, it's been rough, but um, the media piece was so important because again, we were reaching people that didn't know what to do and didn't know what to bring, or if you had to bring anything or where to go or when to be there. So again, having those relationships really I mean, that, that, those were the days you were reading about us five days a week. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> for real. And, you know, I think the other side of it is that's the impact of having the relationship with the media. It's so multifaceted. It's you're reaching out to your donors. You're reaching out to your clients. Those people that you're talking to have many faces. And it, that's what makes it so important. Yeah, for sure. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in today and to Recording Library of West Texas for allowing us to utilize the studio and partnering with us on production of this podcast. We look forward to seeing you where you get all your podcasts.